This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Right, it's Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer. We're live for another Law Talk. I apologize for uh, Tuesday. We ended up having to cancel it. Uh, guests didn't show up, and instead of scrambling for something, we decided since we already were going to do this pre-recorded one with my guest today, we just decided that we would go ahead and uh, do this one live to make up for Tuesday. Plus, Sarah's a really special friend of me and Josh, very talented, and uh, I'm excited to do another interview with her here on her new book. Uh, if you don't know already, make sure you like, subscribe, follow to all our content. We're on podcast platforms. We're on TikTok, all social media, all that kind of stuff. Um, do want to remind you the Covington Comic Con is returning to Covington, Tennessee at the Covington Civic Center on August 20th and 21st. Tickets are now available at Theo and Rose. We hope to have them available for sale at my law firm soon. Uh, you can dress up or not and come and enjoy the vendors. There's going to be lots of stuff to see. We got confirmation on stuff and a couple of other new things before Josh goes to the next lower third. Uh, we are going to have Friday night, the 20, no, the 19th, uh, Tara Thompson with Theo and Rose is sponsoring Ghostbusters as a special show in the movie uh, at the Historic Ruffin Theater here in Covington for free. It's free. So you can come the night before the con starts, and there's going to be a Ghostbuster car there provided by the DeSoto County Ghostbusters. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And then Saturday night, the 20th, I, the Kicking Lawyer, am sponsoring uh, Superman, the the real original best Superman, uh, the uh, the one with Christopher Reeve. That'll be uh, the 20th, also for free at the Ruffin Theater. So you can come during the day, enjoy the Comic Con, and then that evening take your family and watch Superman on the big screen for free. And as always, we want to thank our sponsor, Michelle Allen. She's local cry like realtor. She's your go-to if you're buying, selling, renting real estate. And of course, if you want to become a kicking lawyer yourself, you can go to Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. It's been open since 93, and I've been kicking folks in the face for quite some time. And of course, the cellar, restaurant and prohibition bar is located here in Covington. That's my favorite part is when we don't do them in time. Did you see that? And my head flies across it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the cellar is located here in Covington, and uh, it's all square. We got great food, great drinks. You come see us to live music on Fridays. Tomorrow, there'll be some live music. And of course, Josh will help you out with your digital marketing and helps to accelerate your brand, Masonite Marketing. So, with all that said, now joining me today is Miss Sarah Friedis. Yes. Is that close enough? Or... Oh yeah, that was perfect. I know, I've known you, but your name for some reason just doesn't stick in there. I Nobody can't. Nobody can ever get it. You know, people screw my name, my first name up. Your first, because oh, it's not it's J E R E, and so they'll. But it's odd because instead of calling, like I get Jeray sometimes or Jer. Um, I just thought it was Jer. I was but like, oh. I, I get Jeremy. They add an MY on it. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. But how are you doing? Good, how you been? Good, good. Now, for those that don't know, Sarah has been on before. She's a, an actress, a cosplayer, an author, a just multifaceted, a very talented individual. That's so weird because on film, you are very confident and charismatic and, you know, just a heroine. And then in person, you're meek and quiet and... Uh, 
acting. <laughs> I guess. She's just that great of an actress. Is that what it is? <laughs> and and before we get too deep into it, she has written a couple of books, and that's kind of why we have her on today. This is the second book in her series. This one's Rise of Daybreak. or day Is that right? Yeah, Rise of Daybreak. Book two in the Rise of Midnight series. Now, I did read the first one. I did not get to read this one. So uh, I'm sorry. I haven't yet. But I, I was uh, I was just talking to my wife about you and the, the books because one thing I'm impressed by is that you actually wrote this much. Like, these are very dense books. So how long did this one take you? The second one, not like the first one, I think took me two years. It came to me so differently than the first one. It was almost instant. I knew what was going to happen, and as I was laying out each chapter, I just knew what was going to happen in every chapter, and it was way different than how the first one came along to me, because that, obviously, y'all know that took several years, but I don't know what the difference was. It literally was a God thing. It just started flowing at me and coming hmm. at me, and I was like, whoa, we need to start writing this down right now. Well, that's great. Yeah, so, what's your process then on it? Did you... Uh, I, I So, I've written... I've written this book, which I'm going to give you a copy of. I can't remember if I Yay, gave you a copy no, you of it. Yeah. Now, this is a kid's book, okay? That's so, okay. The Magic hard. Paintbrush, you can buy it on Amazon. But I wrote it when I years ago when I was a super broke cop. Like, <laughs> literally, and it's no joke, our house was, like, up for foreclosure. Like, that's how broke I was. Oh, my God. And uh, at night, I had an iPad, and I would write in my patrol car. A, a my, my, I read to the kids every day, every, every evening before I went to work. I worked midnight shift. And they love books. Like, that was one of our rules is they didn't have a lot of toys, but they'd have a lot of books, right? So anyway, uh, midnight shift, I would uh, was stressed over stuff, and I had my iPad, and I was writing a book to my daughter, to Jade, because this is about my daughter, Aww. Jade. And then she and I would kind of read it together, and she'd talk about things in it. And we, so the story kind of developed with she and I as father-daughter type thing, right? But, but anyway, this took years for me to get to a format uh, a size and everything that I could publish. Mm -hmm. So, and you, you can see it's not, you know, it's kid, it's a kid book, like, a, you know, second, third, fourth grade, something like that. So for somebody to write an adult book, um, I've started a several and have just not been able to, to complete them. I'm just very impressed that you one wrote one, much less two, but also like, I'm interested in the process you went through to write it. So like, oh did you post it, note them, or how do you keep track of the characters or like, what was the process? Um, well, with the second book, it was a little different, too, because um, I already had the characters, but I'll go into that, too. But um, with the second one, I already knew my characters. I kind of knew where their flow of life was going to go throughout the second book. Mm -hmm. But um, I literally, I got out, and I make a, um, I call it, like, my little setup page, and I, I just make, like, this little brainstorm thing where I... I just start typing um, stream of consciousness. I mm -hmm. think that's what they call it. And um, I would type out my little setup page. It was kind of like almost a synopsis of chapter by chapter what was going to happen. Um, with the first book, it didn't happen like that. I wrote a whole lot of rough drafts. I knew kind of, I knew what was going to happen in the end and the beginning, and I had no middle. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of kind of, kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do. But with the second book, since I knew where I wanted to flow with it, um, it was literally just. Like I said, it was just a God thing, and I, but I didn't start writing immediately. Like I said, I, I wrote in my, the little page that I had, and it turned into a couple pages, obviously, but, um, and then I just keep that page, and as I go each chapter, I have my little, you know, table to go by, I'm like, right, what's happening in this chapter? All right, what characters are in this chapter? Okay, and then I go off that, and I just mm -hmm. start, woo, should just start flying out. Oh, here we go. All right, that chapter's done. I'll come back to it later. I'll do my edits and all that later. I just go ahead and get it on paper, mm -hmm. even if I go I know when I read it, it's going to be full of typos. It's not going to be exactly how I want it to be in the end. But 
is I think as long as you just get it out, mm-hmm. get it out of your head, get it out, whatever you're doing, come back to it, go to the next one, keep going, don't stop, don't say, oh, let me go back and just keep. Am I moving too much, Josh? Because I know you said I'm not supposed oh, to no, move too you're, much. Oh no, you're fine, you're fine. But yeah, so it was just just keep. I just kept trying to put did, it down. Did you have a schedule? Like that you, every day you were going to do this amount of writing or was it just no, random? No, I didn't. It was random. Um, I try not to stick to a schedule because mm-hmm. I found with my first book I got burnt out a lot. And, of course, because I was working on it for so long. But I said, look, if I'm not feeling like writing, I'm not going to do it because I'll start I'll start putting stuff in there I don't want mm-hmm. just to fill the time, fill the space. But everybody's different. I know they say you're really supposed to, you know, if even if, you know, don't take a break, you might not come back. I guess I see it different to where I'm like, I'm going to take a break. I know I'm coming back. I just need a refresher or I need mm-hmm. some inspiration. I don't want to just sit down and start writing stuff because it won't, it won't be good. Mm-hmm. It won't be, I know some people can do that. I can't. So. Yeah, I think John, so I've read about John Grisham and a uh, uh, horror guy. Stephen King. Stephen King. King. And Stephen King's process and both of them, uh, well, John Grissom, for example, gets up early and writes for X amount of time in the morning, like every morning, really? religiously. That's, a gift. that's what he does every morning. He's like, that's my job. That's what I do. He gets up. That's what he And then he has the whole day to do whatever else. And Stephen King is similar, but he would kind of go into, uh, uh, go off somewhere, you know, and like, and I know I read um, uh, Matthew McConaughey's book recently, Green Light. Have Did you not read know that? He wrote a it's very That's good. Awesome. It's actually more about like life lessons he's learned. Mm-hmm. But and I tell you what, I read the book, but then I also listened to the audio book. And the audio book, he's reading it. Oh, so that's it's, awesome. it's really mm-hmm. good to listen, even though I'm a little jealous because my wife likes him so much. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but what I was getting at is, so he talked about what he did to write the book, and he literally went into seclusion for like three months. He went away with no internet, nothing uh, to write the book. So it's just curious how different people get it on paper. That's awesome. That's so, a gift to be able to do it like So this. can, and again, I apologize that I didn't get to read no, this one, but okay. do people need to read the first one and then this one, or is this one yes. you can pick up and kind of know the characters? If you pick up the second book, you have no idea where you're starting you don't know the characters you're literally dropped into this whole new world and like what is going on so definitely please read the first book if you really don't want to read the first book read the synopsis i don't know you're still gonna be lost and (laughs) i think read the first book they're on amazon right now right and where else um, I'm working on Barnes and Noble right now, so okay. that might be a little bit of a process. And they search Rise of Midnight or your name, either mm-hmm. one, or Rise of Daybreak, I guess, and yep. it can come up. You can do Rise of Midnight series, I guess. I think they'll pull up if you do it that way, but yeah, if, if you put in my name, it'll pop up. But. So just in case people didn't watch the first, uh, when you were on about the first book, give them sort of a synopsis of what it is, what the characters are you know what they can expect in the book um well it is a ya fantasy paranormal almost romance but not really definitely paranormal action thriller i put a little bit of everything in my books as dry as i can for the most part but um it's about a 17 year old girl named autumn and she is kidnapped by a group of individuals and they're they tell her that they're vampires and the reason they've kidnapped her is because she is the reincarnation of like their elder leader from hundreds of years before and who was a powerful vampire caster and the reason they brought her in is because she they need to use her to help them send a demon back to hell who was her former murderer and they know that she's got these powers she has to awaken and all this stuff and so it's kind of about her and the vampires. she's having to come and live with these vampires and um, obviously there's a little bit of a love story I'm not gonna you know ruin that but um, and then the, the second book is a continuation on from the first you know everything that goes on in the first book it literally you don't miss a beat i think it's the second book picks up like two months after the first book ends Mm -hmm. so you don't really miss anything but the second book 
goes more deeper into there are other uh, forces going against the vampires after this and against the world really and so it's another kind of adventure with the vampires in autumn mm -hmm. and so how many do you plan to have in the series or do you know um i have a third one in the works and that will probably be it i don't unless just it, it just comes at me again i don't really see the characters going anywhere after the third book um, and the third book is going to be a, a hot little minute. I think it's going to be how the first one was. It mm -hmm. just, I know what I want. I know how I want it to end. I know how the, I want the beginning, but I got a lot of fillers. And I just need some inspiration. So I'm taking the time to read, uh, watch anime, which is actually how I got inspiration for my first book was reading and watching anime. So don't laugh. But uh, so I'm trying to, trying to do that until it just starts coming to me because I tried to sit down and start writing. And like I said, when I was sitting there, I'm just like, nope, I, I can't do it. I I don't want to, like, no, I'll put that aside. I'll come back to it when I'm ready. So, so I was going to ask you that on inspiration, and I think we covered it a little bit last time, but I don't remember you specifically saying anime. I assume there's vampire anime stuff. I'm not familiar Actually, with the anime. Actually, none of it was Sorry. a vampire, which is really? funny. Yeah, um, so how was that then? That it's just... it, it was characters and storylines that inspired me mm -hmm. um, that I knew would work with, because it's, I know, like, there's a lot of that, I don't know, I've had a lot of people tell me my book is not like a regular vampire book. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to explain it without spoiling any of it. But um, I guess I'd say it reads like an anime. It's um, like I said, it's from the point of view of a 17 year old girl. And there's a lot of different elements in the book. And there's a whole lot of different characters and different backstories and so on. But it is, um, and I've had a lot of people ask me too, the prologue of the first book is told from three characters' point of view. And I think a lot of people pick that up and they're like, oh, it's one of those books. The rest, the whole book is told from Autumn's point of view as well as the second book. But I do have a prologue in each book where I break into three or four different characters to kind of set the story. Mm -hmm. So if you picked it up and you're like, oh, no, I'm not reading this book. It's every, every other paragraph is a different character i'm not doing it don't worry it's not that way through the whole book <laughs> I, I enjoyed the book and i mean it was i thought you wrote it well again the first one i haven't read the second one but i'm sure it's just as good um so. <laughs> but uh you know i think some people you know, you know people can write things but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is, i think a good book is where you get lost reading the book you know that you're you you the author has painted a picture of where you are and you're you can see, smell, hear, you know, taste what the characters are, are, are involved in. And I thought you did a good job with it. Um, so I, I do think people should, should take a look at it. Plus, it's important to support local people, too. You know, because you live in Memphis, right? Outside yeah. of Carville. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's Tennessee. And yeah. um, that's another thing I noticed that you've asked occasionally for it. But I wish more people would do that. Because I can track on Amazon, like, when I sell something and I would like reviews. You know, oh, yeah. Preferably positive. <laughs> but but hey. if you are watching and you got one of her books, go on there and leave a review because it helps the algorithm in Amazon push her book to potentially more people. And even if it's negative, that's fine. I just. No, no, don't doesn't... leave negative reviews. No, you can do that. Well, actually, <laughs> negative reviews help you too. Any review actually helps you... your book to stand out. So I just tell people. Oh, okay. Just I was going to say, I was going to say, you, if you got a negative comment, message me. That's fine. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I would prefer to not have it into the ether. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to tell myself, all right, get ready. 
ready for your first negative review. And it did. I had a two-star review like three months ago, but they didn't say what they didn't like. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, just tell me what you didn't like, too. Don't well, you know, s- to some degree, the you're not going to please everyone. Yeah, exactly. So if you get to the point to where you have some negative reviews in a way, that's a good thing, assuming they're not all negative, because <laughs> then, then you have, uh, uh, you know, you got reach at least because, you know, there are going to be people that aren't going to be happy. Oh, yeah. I've definitely learned that in this restaurant business. Oh, really? You cannot oh, make everyone happy. The law firm taught me that, too, martial arts to some degree, but definitely in uh, a restaurant business, it doesn't matter how great the steak is. Somebody may think it's a little too done, a little too undercooked, a little too this, a little too that. It's okay. Yeah, you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, that's true. So, so, so talking about vampires, I bring this up because I was just listening to Joe Rogan, and they were talking about this one movie. What was your, What would be, like, your, you think, the best vampire movie that you've seen? Gosh, um, I really loved Interview with a Vampire for separate reasons than I loved Twenty Days of or Twenty Days of Night, Twenty Nights of Twenty Eight Days. Twenty Eight Days later, I thought no. that was Zombies. Thirty Days of Night. Thirty Days of Night. I think it's Thirty Days. It of is night, Thirty Days. Yeah. Is of Thirty Days of That's Night really the one where one. they're in like Alaska? Yeah. Okay, I do remember that one. Um, that one's a whole lot gorier and stuff, which. Well, not, I wouldn't say spoiler, but some of my book, where my books do have some gore, but it's not like throughout the entire book. So mm-hmm. I think, but yeah, I don't know. I really liked Thirty Days of Night, um, and I really liked Interview with a Vampire. Those are my two top. Yeah, Interview with a Vampire was good. Oh, yeah. I, I liked Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, I know, I've never seen Gary that. Oldman. It, I, I don't know now if it would hold up because it's from like ninety. I, or I watched it recently. It doesn't hold up that well, but really? it is it is disturbing. The though. memory really? of it was good. No. He plays it because he plays a. It's more of a love story, really. Really. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves is in it. Wait, I, I, I have I've, seen. Is this where the Dracula's all white? Yeah, he's white old. Hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah, he's old, and then by it drinking the blood, he gets younger. <laughs> he goes to London. And he's trying to get with uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah. That's right. Okay, I was yeah. about to say. I know. How have I not seen this vampire movie? I thought it was pretty good. I read. I don't know if I read the whole book. But I remember starting Dracula. Oh, it's based on a book, okay. Yeah, you, yeah. You know well, the, the Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, oh, okay. which was, and he used. Um, oh, I knew the history. I got the book on the history. So based <laughs> off the Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler was from the Transylvania area, mm-hmm. and what he would do, he was a warlord, and when he would kill his enemies, he would impale them on spikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there was, you know, it grew into a legend that he'd drink their blood and all these different things. And so they, he used Vlad Bram Stoker, and I want to say he wrote that book in 1880s, maybe. Look it up, Josh. See when he wrote, Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. Oh, wow. It was the 18, it would have been the 1880s or something. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said 19. No, no, I said 1880. I was like, that's way too new. Yeah, but anyway, I think he used Vlad the Impaler sort of as as, as, uh, his example or his, you know, who he modeled Dracula out. Ah. Published in 1897. Oh, I was close. I was close. That's an old book. Yeah, but that's the original one. And what I was getting at was, from what I remember from reading the book, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the movie, Mm -hmm. followed the book much more than most interpretations of Dracula modern. That's good. Have you seen the originals, the the Bella Lugosi ones? Have you seen those old old? Probably not. Well, Bella Lugosi was it twenties, Josh? Twenty thirties? Nineteen twenties or thirties? Oh yeah. wow! He was an old performer that was in all the old monster movies. I think he played Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, uh, maybe a zombie, Invisible Man, all these different <laughs> all these different ones. But anyway, anyway, um, those those don't hold up at all. But no, they don't. They're, uh, I don't they're think, interesting I don't to think watch. he played Frankenstein. I do think he played... I thought he was... No, he maybe did. he was... Uh, he was in the he son might have of been, Frankenstein. He, he might have been Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, though. He played Igor. Oh, yes, Igor. I thought okay. he looked familiar. Yeah. I 
don't think I've seen that movie. Yeah, but he did play Dracula, and what's it? What other one? He's the most iconic version of Count Dracula, the Mm -hmm. one that everybody thinks of with the widow's peak and. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, I recognize him. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Even then, though, uh, Dracula was all the women all loved Dracula. Like he had a they had an ability to influence women. He was attractive to them, you know, because that was a. I guess I don't know if his smell or whatever he puts off because that was a way to get them to come so he could i guess drink their blood or whatever <laughs> whatever it was he was gonna yeah do. <laughs> so you watch those movies the horror movies and stuff um are yeah, you more of the anime i don't know lately i haven't been as much anime. i was a lot more of an anime big buff back in like college and a little bit of when i was a little younger but um I, you know i haven't really watched a whole lot of tv or anything i don't know what happened i just i've kind of moved away i'm gonna ask you a somewhat controversial question what's that <laughs> my the reason i say it's controversial is uh, a year or two ago we were at my wife's uh the, their christmas <clears throat> and her brother her brother's girlfriend luke's girlfriend mary loves anime she's into all that stuff and my wife's mother Made the comment because my wife's mother knows a lot. She likes, you know, she's, everybody's going to know she knows a lot of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> she makes the comment that anime is a cartoon. And it, she's like watching cartoons because Mary, Mary, the my, she's basically my sister-in-law. She's been around as long as I have. Anyway, she's in big, in anime, got a big anime tattoo on her leg. And she was Aww. so offended oh, that no. she called it. And it started an argument over, and I think Madeline's mama didn't realize that Mary was as serious about the anime as she was. And uh, she even brought it up months later how that... So I never have called it a cartoon. I'm just curious, though, what your thinking is, since you're a fan of anime. Is (laughs) anime a cartoon? I call it animation because it's not always geared for kids it's mm-hmm. most of the time it's not <laughs> well but there are other cartoons i don't think people would dispute are cartoons that aren't geared geared for children yeah like castlevania yeah which oh, is technically an animation that's an anime like i was thinking more like the family uh, guy yeah family well oh, family, family guy, guy but even yeah. even more than that there's uh what's the one with the spy guy he's like Amer- a card american dad maybe no nah, there's one where he's like a spy and uh, it's all adult. Like he gets with oh, women. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The archers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. That one. That yeah. one. So, but but that's I would think a cartoon, right? It's not anime. I guess. But. Yeah, or animation maybe. If people don't like the word cartoon, but I don't. I guess people consider cartoon for kids. I guess that might be where she was like, oh my gosh, she thinks I sit around watching kids shows all yeah. the time. Well, I know that you do a lot of cosplay stuff. Did have you cosplay anime? I used to that uh, when I first got into anime and going to anime cons, I was doing a lot more um, anime. Nowadays, I do a lot more video game and mm-hmm. movie, and, and and I still love anime. Like um, I'm getting ready to watch the second season of Pump, Wow One Punch Man. We mm-hmm. it, I think they finally dubbed it or something. We couldn't find it, but uh, Dylan was like, "Hey, I bought that from." Uh, D- Dylan commented by the way. He oh, said he, hey, he was beginning to worry this wasn't going to air. Oh, sorry. It took and me an then, hour and ten minutes to get here. <laughs> and then John Wood said, first time hearing the audio since the mic change sounds great." And and then at some point he commented that she's magnificent, magnificently babelicious. Okay. I, I don't know if he was talking about you or your character. Or maybe book. he was talking about you. He's probably talking about Jerry. And then Cameron McNeil said, "What's up and howdy, Sarah." Hey, Cameron. <laughs> um, oh, with the cosplay, yeah, yeah. Because so, look, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be open with you about something, Sarah. 
I've always sort of envied people that cosplayed, and you would think I, you haven't known me that long, but the interaction we've had, you probably would assume I'm a very confident guy. Most yeah. people do. <laughs> to the point, borderline arrogant. Like, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> me and Josh share, probably share that in common. But <laughs> I've gone to all these conventions and had never cosplayed. Like, never oh gone. Gosh. And even the Covington Comic Con, I didn't, I went in my kicking lawyer suit, but I didn't cosplay really. Mm. So then we, we've been doing this budget Batman I've thing. I've been seeing that. Have you been seeing that? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> budget <laughs> well, Batman. Well, good. But, man, it's been tons of fun. Oh, yeah. Playing the budget it. Batman. Of course, you'll see on the one that Josh is going to do from San Diego, there's a scene where, um, so basically what I did is I brought it with me in a backpack, right? <laughs> and it's all funky. It's like sweat stains oh, on it. No. I, it my, my shampoo busted in the, the suitcase, so it had pink stains on it from the shampoo. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm just going to wear it anyway. <laughs> so we go into a, wow. I don't know what restaurant it was, for me to make the change in the oh budget God. Batman. And uh, it's packed out. Like, the bathroom's got a line. We wait there's to go like, in line. There's like Dungeons and Dragons paladins waiting to get in the bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> so I go in there, and I'm in there for like 10 minutes with my son, my oldest son, Alex, who's in the Navy there. Anyway, he's helping me change because then I'm sweating, putting oh, it on. Oh, gosh. So I get it on and come out, and it's super awkward because all these people have been standing there waiting to go to the bathroom. And uh, anyway, <laughs> you come out in costume. Yeah, I did. I come out in costume. So as soon as I come out, then I immediately started in character interacting with all these different people. And my my thought process on it was you know budget Batman is like the the cheap version of Batman. Obviously, I'm just making fun of stuff, and he's silly looking, and so I always do this like karate thing. <laughs> so we come out, and we had walked past a group of protesters. They were sort of religious zealot protesters there. There was like four of them, and they were roped off, so I assume they had bought a permit to be protesting, and we're basically talking funky to all these people, like little kids. Basically saying they were going to hell for yeah, watching Yeah, because they're wearing pa- and- a spandex, oh. and they're, they're just, I mean, it's a terrible ex- representation of Christians, Yeah, I think. really. It, Im- it immediately made me understand why California is mostly leans to the left, because I was like, if I grew up in a state where I saw people like that representing <laughs> Christians, I would probably, you know, hate yeah. Most they were just crazy. over the top. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. So I was like, well, budget Batman needs to interact oh, with Oh, no. <laughs> so in the, in the one Josh is going to drop in the next few days, I run up to them, and they're immediately talking smack about me. Oh, and I just God. completely ignore it. I'm doing my budget Batman <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and I, like, do the splits, and people oh, are cheering. God. They're like, Batman, Batman. Because, you know, I'm just ignoring these. What, what made me laugh the hardest was, like, they were basically calling him, like, a loser and saying Aww. he needs a mentor or a friend. And then after he does that, he comes back over, walks over to me, and I'm like thing is jerry they don't even realize that you're a lawyer (laughs) well success is relative but my point is like just because um they're making judgments i'm a 43 year old man father of four (laughs) wonderful amazing children three that are grown that i think are well adjusted and if anything that's my biggest claim i think is that i've got great children right and i enjoy having fun and i don't mind making fun of myself and it's just they immediately cast judgment on these people that are there to just enjoy. And there's tons of fa- – like I remember what kind of frustrated me is there was a guy dressed as Harley Quinn. And he had a kid with him that was dressed as some other uh, DC character, I forget. And he's pulling the kid around, and uh, they are just letting into him, laying into him. And you could tell this guy dressed like that sort of to help – I feel like he was complimenting the, the kid's outfit. You know, it was more of a – I don't even know that he – I don't know there's any gender issues. It was just he was trying to help his child, and these people just talking smack to him. So I never said anything to him, but Aww. I think it was almost worse that I just completely ignored them and budgeted oh, yeah. that. It was far, it was far worse. Yeah, I think it made him way madder by you doing that than yeah. if he had like yelled at him. Or but something. you you and Dylan need to go. Y'all need to – like we're going to try to get tickets to go next year, and so I don't know if there's enough time. Like Josh was saying, the whole group of folks that are interested, it'd be great for a whole group of us to go. The awesome. tickets, Josh said, are like 67 bucks. 
but you per, have to per, per, per day. day. Per day. But you got to buy them in advance. Dang. Which, to be honest, for what all they had going on, I don't think that's that expensive. No, it's because not I'm telling you, we didn't even go in the venue, and we just had the whole day around all these things that were set up outside. Oh, that's so cool. And then you know, I was literally. You were literally outside. You could hear the stuff going on in there with all these celebrities and people on things that we watch. So, uh, anyway, we're going to try to go next year and get the tickets and, and actually go into the venue again. How bad was the heat? Uh, you can tell on the video bad. how sweaty Budget Batman oh, is. Actually, better than here because they don't have the humidity. There, yeah, there's no there. humidity. Yeah. But it was hot. It was hot. Oof. But what I was going to say, though, I said that whole big tangent, was that I've learned <laughs> to have great respect for the people that are confident enough to, you know, get in costume. And then, like, some of the kids, how they react. I did a, they had a little mini Covington Comic Con uh, thing at this this kid's uh, art place over here. And we went to it. It was on the one we released today. And those kids just loved that there's this big dude dressed up in a Batman Aww, outfit. You know, it was a huge, big deal. Awesome. So I know you do Disney princess stuff and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, anyway, I have a lot of respect for the stuff that you do. So, so which is your favorite cosplay, then, that you've ever done? Oh, that's. Um, as far as ones I've made, is definitely my movie Princess Jasmine and my Katana MKX. Those are my pride and joys. Um, the ones that I haven't made, of course, Josh knows Lara Croft. That's always been my favorite <laughs> I was character. Wait, I, was, yeah. I was leaning over like this, like, like you, you better, better say, say Lara Croft. <laughs> definitely Lara. I mean, she was my first cosplay ever, and I just, I love the games. I love her, so... Definitely those. I hate, I don't even want to put one or the other. Those are just my top three right there. <laughs> How was your experience with Peter Prankster? I saw that, you know, we had oh, him on the thing. Yeah. And I saw you did some stuff as yeah, Jasmine. Yeah, he had asked me to come over and do some Jasmine stuff. I was not expecting what we did, though, and we got on there. And he, you know, I don't know what he uses, but he gets on there and he, he does either his puppets or I have a guess. And it flips through people that are on the internet and they're just streaming themselves and you pop into this chat room you don't know who you're going to get in this mm -hmm. room with and sometimes it was very awkward and very like not good <laughs> so oh, really? yeah there was he had <laughs> so, to like he was so, like i'm so sorry so i wondered how was, that worked yeah so there was some weird stuff but we got some really good stuff too it was funny yeah. it was there were some people that were genuinely you know like oh yeah well funny. we saw his i saw some of the ones i may have seen them all because i follow peter and he was here uh, and I was shocked to find his name's not Peter. But anyway. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, did you not know that? <laughs> no, well, I won't tell you what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I did find out that his name was not Peter. Um, but I wondered how that worked because it's Omegle or Omegle or something is the app he something uses. Something like that. It's like a chat, a video chat yeah, and, app. And, and yeah. sometimes as you're scrolling through, you come across certain things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend thing. people get on there and, and use that. Yeah, yeah unless you're parental guidance. Because Man, that sounds like something we should do, Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe budget Batman. Maybe budget Batman. Oh, my God. <laughs> then when they're doing whatever they're doing, I'll just feel like... <laughs> Oh my God, priceless! It needs to happen. <laughs> the, the problem is, is somebody would be doing something they might actually like. Uh, they would uh, like budget. Uh, they'd be like, "Oh man, interesting." <laughs> Uh, but that was a good experience otherwise, I guess. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was. I don't know if I'd do it again. It, I'm very nervous, and doing stuff like that put me in the weirdest. Just I was like, oh, I don't, because you don't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just weird like that. I'm awkward, and so it was just very different. But it was fun, so I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm telling you, you and Dylan. You know, I know it's not super cheap. The getting out there is not so bad. And then there's, if you get, I think we need to book hotels in advance. 
but it'd be great to have a whole group of us go uh, next year. When is it? Because so the it, only well, we is... we just had it last week, so oh, it's every August. year it's or, well July, July, July the okay. end of July. As long as we can afford it, because we're getting married yeah. next November. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, that's kind of important. Uh, yeah. I meant to ask you. See, I thought y'all were already married. I knew no. you got engaged, but I didn't know that you hadn't already had the wedding. No, we're so it's an at extended. Next yeah, so just so y'all know, you're getting an invitation. I just didn't want y'all to think. Oh my gosh, so I've been <laughs> oh, trying well, to tell that's, everybody that's that. Like okay, I promise, I haven't even bought the invitations yet. So. I couldn't book the venue until this November. Where were you? Where'd you pick? Uh, Chimes and Occasions in Midtown. Okay. And I went to book her, and she said, "Oh, I, you know, I can't book you more than a year out." And I was like, "I have to wait till November, so I can't do anything officially until I book the venue." So uh -huh. everything is just kind of. I've got everything lined up. I just can't do anything yet. I got so. you. I'm shocked she wouldn't book further than a year. I know out. she kind of made a joke. She was an older lady. She said, "Girl, I might not be around next year." I was like, "Don't <laughs> say that." <laughs> oh my goodness! But she was really cute, and funny. I I was in the Midtown area today. I had to, I have a client that wanted is looking at acquiring a business that's in that area, and so they won't they wouldn't talk to me every time I was calling them. This business uh, it's it's an anonymous client. It's a client. You Although know, I, yeah, you I was going to say oh, Sarah no. Sarah knows the client. But anyway, <laughs> so I went I went down there uh, in person to try to talk to the owners of these and they've they've got a couple locations. Anyway, so it, while we were already down there, my son and I took Austin with me, so it makes me look more professional when I have an assistant, right? There you go. But okay. we ate at the rail garden. Oh, have you yeah. been down there? No, it's, I man, they've redone that whole area. It's, it's beautiful. It's down really cool. There. It used to be a taekwondo school. Mm -hmm. I trained in there years ago. Really? It was Midtown ATA. Now yeah. you can go eat and fight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Don't fight, just eat. <laughs> yeah, but that whole that whole area there was there was things I didn't know they had built out down there in that area. Have so is been? it around there? Were you talking about the uh, venue? I think so. It's off of Cooper. Oh yeah, area. That, that's around where it's we were. It's probably at. right mm -hmm. there. Um, there's like a ramen place down there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever had a Kami ramen. No, not Kami ramen. I'm thinking it's a different name i can't remember i have to look it up but all right so another question since you're talking about the wedding and since i put you on the spot about it oh it's okay <laughs> so uh you're you're a, a very intelligent funny beautiful so lady <laughs> okay I, I assume you don't mind that i call you a lady right <laughs> and you you had the world was your oyster and i know you've been with dylan for a long time so and dylan's a nice guy we've had him in here he's he's been in masks yeah, here right we need to get him on regular and i like him from what i've interacted with him right but mm -hmm. Uh, so why? Why Dylan? What what makes Dylan the magic oh guy that gosh. locks you down? Um, he wanted to be my friend before anything else. And I was at a point in my life where I didn't want anything to do with guys. I wanted to be alone and do my own thing. And I was trying to be very independent. And I was doing all this different stuff. And so I wasn't looking for anybody. And he wasn't when I met him. And we just became friends. And then almost a year later, I don't know when he started having feelings, but I started having feelings. And I was like, oh, crap. No, don't do it, Sarah. Don't. <laughs> you know it always goes downhill after this. So it was really scary when I, when we both came and told each other that we had feelings for each other. It was, it was very scary. And I had a lot of adjustment period. And I, I came with a lot of baggage. And he's been very patient. And he hasn't dumped me yet, so Dylan, you still have time to run. So, <laughs> but yeah, he he's put up with me, and he's very patient with me, and we have a lot in common. And for some reason, he hasn't run yet, so he's still. <laughs> uh, I, I, think you, I think you're getting locked down. I'm hard-headed, and uh -huh. I can be hard to deal with, and especially with my past and so on. But 
he's just been Dylan. Thank God he's Dylan, because I would still be, I'd probably be me and some cats or something. Well, I'm allergic to cats, so me and a whole bunch of dogs. So. <laughs> so, so, Sarah, I might have known that you and Dylan would end up getting married before even y'all did, because there was a moment when we were shooting the first Resident Evil fan film, and I remember I was walking way ahead to, like, scout the location ahead or whatever, and I looked back, and Dylan had picked you up and was carrying oh, you yeah. down the trail. And I remember <laughs> thinking to myself in that moment, I was like, those two are end up getting married. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. I was wearing heels, and we were walking on those rock yeah. beds, and I think I kept twisting my ankle or something. Not twisting it, twisting it, but I kept complaining. I was like, God, my heels. And he would just turn around. I was like, come here. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You don't have to do this. But he was really sweet about it. was foreshadowing. It. Like, poor Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan commented, I don't know if this is a joke. I don't know if he's asking you or me. Maybe he's asking Josh. He said, how much do you bench? <laughs> Who are you asking? <laughs> so I guess we could all answer it. Max, uh, Max for me is probably like, now it's probably like, whatever 45 and a 25 on each side it's 185 is. so that's yeah my max is somewhere between that and 200 probably mm-hmm. if i max and out yeah Ooh, that's a lot yeah well strength is, is relative i, I power lifted so my match max bench was uh 350 that was the Ooh. most that i benched but i'm also a big dude yeah you know i'm like two right well i'm cutting a little weight now as i'm doing the rocky show did you ever come you didn't come no, you and Dylan need to come, and since Dylan that. asked the question, you need to make sure that Dylan sits in an aisle seat. Oh, there'll, no. There'll be, a reason, <laughs> there'll be a reason that Dylan needs to sit in the aisle seat, because okay. I can thank him. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I think y'all would enjoy it. Talk about cosplay, you know, that's a, a retro... Uh, have you ever seen Rocky Horror Picture yes, Show? Okay, I've seen it. So the play that we do... Not y'all, though, but... Well, you, I think you'd enjoy it. It's And this one's steampunk-themed. Yeah, we're doing a switch on it. So I did it three years ago for the first time, then I did it the next year, and then I did not do it last year. And I told them I would not do it again. Uh, They wanted me to do it because people like coming and laughing at me. So I think I sell (laughs) tickets because they like to come make fun of me, which is fine. I don't care. (laughs) In a good way. Yeah, in a bad way, I don't care. As long as they're paying the ticket, (laughs) I I really don't care while they're there. Anyway, they get to throw stuff at us and everything is great. It's very interactive. (laughs) You've never been to a play before? Not like that. Okay, so you need to be prepared because it's interactive. You, there are callbacks. Like there's literally a second script for the audience that where you can holler things, inappropriate things. What? Specific parts in the show where you you do callbacks to the cast. And we react to that. So we want an audience that's interactive with us. And then there's parts where, like, uh, it's supposed to be raining and you pull a newspaper out. There's parts where at the end, uh, I forget the, the, the line, but it's about uh, being rolled or toilet paper or something. Throw toilet paper. And we throw toilet paper and you get you get toilet paper all the whole place. <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, it's a very, um, very interesting show. So we're doing it in October for two weekends, and uh, it's actually worth – People drive up from Memphis and stuff to see it. It's a very uh, oh, it's only unique for two weekends. Show. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, it's very. But if y'all get a chance, you should come. But we're all dressed oh, yeah, up. I mean, awesome. people dre- people cosplay oh, really? as the, the Rocky characters. They Aww. even come to yeah the show and dress up as That's the characters. Awesome. Yeah, we definitely. It's so that. funny because the first year we did it, my kids were kind of. I don't know that anything I do really embarrasses me anymore. <laughs> but Jude, my youngest child, who was fifteen at the time, fourteen or fifteen. He was hesitant to come, and I was kind of hesitant to have him see it because of the nature of it. But he comes, right? He ended up coming to every performance and finally started dressing up. So he goes, oh, that's awesome. two years ago he did it, and he dressed up as Rocky, which Yay. is just wearing the gold trunks. Mm-hmm. And he got he got second in the costume contest they did. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, about, but, come out yourself. But you and Dylan could come and, and cosplay, whatever. and Because the people on the Halloween one, we do it, the, I think it's one of the weekend of Halloween or maybe the weekend before, I forget. 
but we have a costume contest in intermission. So everybody gets up there cosplay and, and does Oh, it. that's awesome. I love yeah. Halloween, so that's like my favorite time. Yeah, Halloween's my favorite holiday. Yes. Or you didn't tell us what you bench, though. Oh, sushi rolls. That's all I bench. That's what you I bench. don't bench anything. I like sushi. I will bench sushi rolls, picking it up and just eating it. Yeah. My, our brother Justin said, Bible bangers are the most judgmental people on the planet. Well, that's nice. <laughs> well, uh, We like to keep him in the basement. <laughs> you know, Justin, Justin's actually a sweetheart. He's very. He you've met Justin? I don't I think you have. I'm bad with he, names. She wasn't on any of the I'm shows or movies you did with not, her. Not with no. I don't. I don't. I'm pretty sure you haven't met him, Sarah. I don't okay. think you have. If I'd have to see a face, I'm bad with names. Yeah. Remind everybody where to go to watch the so the movies that she's done with you. Oh, so oh, yeah. uh, Mason Studios channel on YouTube, and you can watch Sarah in our most successful film of all time, which is the first Tomb Raider movie, Croft: Legend of the Tomb Raider, <laughs> and then we did do a sequel, uh, Tomb Raider: Power of Atlantis. And she was also Faye Valentine in the two Space Cowboy fan films. I forgot about those. You were Ada Wong in the Resident Evil fan films. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's most all of them. So, yeah. So, anyway, check it out Mason Studios on YouTube. And that's all. The only reason people watch those movies is because of Sarah. That Again, is not it's, true. It's <laughs> <laughs> a large reason why I watch those movies. Uh, speaking of Resident Evil, have you watched the new series? No, and I want to, but I keep hearing disappointment, so I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm on the... I think it's like six episodes. I think I'm on five. What do you think? I'm okay with it, but I'm not the big... I, I didn't nerd out over Resident Evil. Did you play the games? Not really. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm semi-familiar with it. Mm. I watched the other the other movies, oh. the older ones. Mm. Um, and I knew... Because what did the one with the series and it had... Um, what was the girl's name that played Mila the... Mila Jogovic. Yeah, so I watched yeah. some of those. Yeah, those movies are nothing like yeah. the video games. No, not at all, which was kind of sad, but I still yeah. like them for what they are by themselves. So. Yeah, well, this standalone for me is okay. It's worth watching. It's a good standalone, because I'll mm -hmm. enjoy a good standalone, but mm -hmm. I'm ready for a real, official, like, Resident Evil video game. Like, it's like the games. Yeah, I yeah. want a Josh Mason Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm serious. Look, I was just so ready for that. Well, I was disappointed that newest movie they made, the Welcome to Raccoon City or whatever, because yeah. the guy they had playing Leon Kennedy, I mean, first of all, he looked nothing like the character, and I was like, we had Dylan playing Leon in our movie, and he looked like he had stepped out of the video game. He was so accurate, you know. Wig and clothes. Yeah, and I mean. He did the voice and everything. Yeah, so. it looked just like the character, and it's I'm like, like how is it our cheap little nothing fan film that I spent $5 to make <laughs> got it more right than the big Hollywood studios do. You know, I don't, I don't get it. So. Was Justin not a zombie in one of those? I don't think so, no. Mm. No, Maybe I'm, I'm getting them confused. Justin movies, has been in a bunch of the ones he did, too. The early, the early, early movies, like the Justin, high school ones. Our brother, oh. our brother Justin yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. If, I can't if, believe I haven't met him. If yet. he'll just open up, he's funnier than either of us ever. I mean, he just comes up with crazy stuff. The problem is, it's like I found with a lot of people, he's just not used to being, like, in here. We've had him in here a few times, and he does Aww. fine. But uh, they kind of clam up a little bit when they're in front of folks mm -hmm. instead of just being themselves. Yeah, and I what made it attractive was being themselves. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> Justin could honestly be the most famous person on the planet if he would just lean into his humor and <laughs> comedic relief and everything. He'd be, like, literally the funniest person ever. Yeah, he's oh, in awesome. the... You saw the Kick and Lawyer commercials, the couple... We did a couple mm -hmm. from a couple years ago. Uh, he's the... In the one, the he's the insurance guy, guy. Yeah. and then in the second one, he was the cop. He's the that's our our, our middle I brother. I need to Justin. watch him again. I cannot believe I haven't met him yet. Okay, well, we need to meet Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna we'll do. Have, we'll, we'll have him out. in the next Tomb Raider movie. Yes, so there you go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs>
Get ready, Justin. Dylan said, I'm too big for that Leon jacket now. He didn't got swole. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, he didn't got jacked. Yeah. He's, been, he's been working out and, what do you call it, lifting and stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, Dylan. That's good. It's. I mean, everybody, I think, should do some type of resistance training. I mean, I, I feel I accept the fact now that I'm getting older. <laughs> but, like, I'm still uh, – I did squats yesterday in between Josh – ran there and then we came well we had to come back it was comic-con meeting Comic-Con we had, meeting, yeah. and i ran and did squats and i still do really heavy squats i think that it helps with with aging and stuff and then i still do martial arts and i still do <laughs> all these things and i tried like uh and just as an example because i work out so much we went when we were in san diego i tried to surf now i was Ooh. not very good at it oh. but i didn't get injured or anything because mm. i'm flexible and i'm strong enough and uh so i mean i'm just still even though I'm an older guy now, I, I think the constant physical activity has really given me a better standard of living than a lot of people my age. I, Weren't you scared of sharks? I am terrified of sharks. Yeah, so I asked the guy that I swam out with that was teaching me, uh, who surfs all over the place, as soon as we got out there, we were wet. I, he had to teach me. There's so many so many things I didn't know before I tried it, right? Like, on, have you ever surfed before? I, I wakeboarded. That doesn't count, but... There's a board involved. Well, so I don't know if the wakeboarding is the same. It's definitely not. But surfing, you have to read the wave. Mm. So you have to, like, know where it's going to crest at and catch it at just the right point to ride the wave. And then the wave will catch you and sort of pull you. And you have, like, three or four seconds to try to jump up on the board. And then you have to, you know, balance the surf. not coordinated enough for that. (laughs) But he said that, yeah, there are sharks. And that sometimes he would get off. Because another thing I didn't know is when you fall off the board, the wave sucks you in. And so for a few seconds, like you think you're going to drown. Like I really did. And then the first time it happened, my legs got caught in the cable of the <gasps> surfboard that was hooking me to the surfboard. And so I was like, oh no. I'm, and I just tried to relax and not panic. And I finally bobbed to the top. But then the other problem is then the next one takes you. But but what he told me is sometimes he'll get caught in the wave and you'll see a shark in the wave. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh my God. But he said most of them don't bother you and they're small and, you know, they're they're not going to mess with you around there. But yes, there were supposed to be sharks around the area we were in. You're brave. <laughs> I don't know if I'm brave or stupid, but <laughs> I just had never done it before. So I was like, sure, we'll, we'll try to do yeah, it. Do we it. got Josh to do some stuff he's never done before. No way. What? Well, like he went to Venice Beach and got to see crackheads. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was, so Gollum from Lord of the Rings came came walking up twitching what? and started and started digging through one of the trash cans while its head was twitching and I was like oh hey Gollum and it was like eh, crack eh. and so that That's was terrifying that was that was interesting um, oh my god yeah so and what I found <laughs> this is what I found most interesting Sarah in California right is so on Venice Beach you could buy mushrooms you could buy they had candy bars that had mushrooms in them weed right there all legal it's all legal you buy it they just set up selling it cops around no big deal right Mm -hmm. i do this surfing thing and i lose a contact okay and this is a trip i forgot to bring extra contacts well i'm kind of blind without them so i have my glasses and so the next day we were going to go to la and i told the, the the boys i was like well we'll just stop by some you know lens crafter place i'll go in i got a my wife sent me a picture of the box and they'll give me another contact i'll, I'll buy the box whatever i got to do to get an, i just need one contact yeah, right? <laughs> and so this is a state where literally the day before you could buy mushrooms for recreational use legally so anyway, I go in this place. It's a, I forget what the name of the place was. It's like Glasses World or something. And I'm like, I explain everything. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir. Contacts are heavily regulated. We can't just give you a contact. You're going to have what? to set an appointment and come in. And and I was like, but look, I got a picture of the prescription. I just need a contact. And he was like, no, sir. There's a huge liability for us. And I was like, yesterday they were selling mushrooms <laughs> on the beach. And 
I can't get one contact. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. Like, and they wouldn't sell. And I tried all of my kicking lawyer Jerry Mason charisma. <laughs> so if if you go to California and you need some crack, meth, you're heroin, good. You're, good. you're good. It's it's plenty supply. Just don't need a contact in California. Bring all yeah, the we're on Venice Beach yeah. where they're selling all this stuff, and there's literally dudes smoking crack, just hanging out, smoking crack. The, the, the girl he's talking about was straight up cracked out. Like, she's barefoot digging through the garbage. Looking, to find, for, her, looking for her precious. Yeah, oh crack gosh, or whatever. Like <laughs> it was, yeah, no, it was like that. Like, she was zombie looking. God. It was pretty rough. Um, but that that was an experience. And then, and <laughs> then we terrifying. walked from Venice Beach to the Santa Monica Pier, which Ooh. was like two and a half miles. It was beautiful, and it, it wasn't that bad. It was a nice little jaunt, but so many different stuff, different things you see. It's so different than here because you were walking through that community, and there was a skateboard park where Tony Tony Hawk had learned to skateboard or one of the places he'd skateboarded. There was a roller skating. Uh, they were like roller skate dancing, like on roller skates and roller blades. Then there was just a regular hip-hop dancing area. Then they had like a kids basketball league playing, and these two guys were on a PA making fun of them. They're like talking smack the whole time to the kids. Uh, um, I mean, then there's the Muscle Beach part where there's the bodybuilders, you work out, and they got the pull-up bars and all this different stuff. And all you got Santa Monica t- uh, Pier that's basically like a fairground right there on the ocean. I mean, Yeah, it's got wow. a big Ferris wheel yeah. and rides. and Anyway, it's just... It's definitely definitely a unique experience. Awesome. And then Josh got his. He said the most memorable thing was the old dude. Remember him? Oh yes. Yeah. So there was yeah. There was an old dude, a real old leathery guy, like rollerblading in slow motion down the the sidewalk. And uh, Jerry got up behind him and was mocking him. Like, well, I was just him. I was trying to I was trying to vibe with him. I was trying to vibe with him. He was totally chill. Man, dude. he had some he had some skill. His le- his skin looked like leather because he just apparently is in the sun all the time. He's on rollerblades and he was doing this. Real slow motion, single leg, just glide. Uh, he was enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, and then he would switch legs. Oh. It's so the I most like, California thing I think I, I like saw. got it behind that him. Sounds very California. He would be like slow motion. Uh, it, it was very impressive the That's balance awesome. they had to have. But and then another, the only other the other point I was going to say on California is this is this is a point I liked. It's very fitness oriented. So like everywhere, there's an area to walk or ride a bike. Um, they encourage that kind of stuff. There's workout equipment out places. And then most of the places that you eat are real health conscious. There's always lots of healthy options versus in Memphis, everything's fried. They're like, here's a fried turd. Fried Oreo. Yeah. Have you been, have you been in California? I used to live in Vallejo when I was very, very Oh, really? Young. Where I is where is that in relation? Oh, my God. I don't know. I was two years old when I was oh, so there. You don't my dad it. was stationed out there somewhere, and we moved after my brother was born, so I think we were there only two years. But What what branch was he in? Uh, he was in the Marines, the military. Okay. I'm not familiar with wh- where their base is. This was the, my son's in the Navy. So we spent most of our time in San Diego in the Coronado Island there. We actually got to see where a lot of the scenes from the new Top Gun were filmed. So oh, that was cool. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, and then we were on the beach where the Navy SEALs train and all Ooh, the SEAL stuff that's awesome. uh, is really neat. That's why I wear these pants all the time, these skinny pants. <laughs> skinny pants. <laughs> yeah, the tight pants because they're Navy SEAL pants. What are you going to say to the Navy SEALs? I just remember there was this road that we would go down, and it would back and forth and back and forth all the way down this hill. And I don't remember. It's supposed to be a famous road in California. I don't what it was called. See, I don't know exactly where that area is. I don't. All I knew was that we were two hours from L.A., and then I knew that if you went south from San Diego, you'd be in Tijuana. Oh, wow. You were in Mexico. 
Um, which we may try to go next time and get some fake Rolexes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would ever know. That yeah. way then, then everybody can think they're real and accuse you of having a very expensive Oh, yeah, I got, I've got go. this massive watch yeah. collection. It's so <laughs> valuable. <laughs> well, uh, I, I've taken enough of your time, Sarah. Oh, hush. Tell okay. me, uh, so tell everybody one more time where they can get your book. Oh, okay, you can get, this is my second book. Uh, I didn't bring my first book with me, didn't think about it, but uh, Rise of Midnight and Rise of Daybreak on Amazon right now. I'm working on, <laughs> it's ebook, paperback, and hardcover. Um, audiobook will release at the end of the year for both books. I'm working on getting them both in Barnes & Noble, but for now, Amazon or the link in my bio on Instagram, uh, Facebook. And give them what your Instagram is because it's unique. Oh, it's Sapphire Art. It's my initials. S-A-F and then I-R-E underscore art. Sapphire. Yes, I can spell. It's just my initials. <laughs> <laughs> just my initials. I thought I was trying to make something cool. But. Well, thanks for spending the time with us. Thank you for and having I, me. We're going to miss you at the Covington Comic Con this year. But, I know, you know and, and good luck with all the wedding and planning and everything. Oh, gosh. It's, yeah, it's my, uh, my middle son, Austin, just got married, and we went through some of the process of helping with the planning, and it's a lot to it. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's going to be well, easy. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, it's really about you and him. That is very true. And, you know, y'all are going to worry about what other people think or, you know, that, that they enjoy. No, it doesn't matter. It matters about you, too. Very so much just so. focus. <laughs> as long as you focus on that, then, you know, won't be maybe it won't be quite as stressful. Phew, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for watching today. I want to thank Sarah again for joining us. Thank uh, you. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to our content. We're across social media platforms. You can uh, uh, check it out on podcast platforms. There's also playbacks on YouTube. And just like I said, give her reviews. Make sure you follow our stuff and like it and comment. It helps the algorithm. And, you know, we don't make money doing this. We do this for your love. And then, uh, of course, we're on TikTok. We're going to get Josh dancing on those real soon. Yes. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> and then the Covington Comic Con returns to Covington August 20th and 21st at the Covington Civic Center. Tickets are available now at Theo and Rose and soon will be available at uh, the law firm here. That panda kills And you've got to watch Creepy Panda. Don't forget the new <laughs> Budget Batman episodes are up if you go and follow that Facebook page. And then Michelle Allen, who is the sponsor of our longtime sponsor of our show and why we have these nice, fancy new microphones. Uh, she's your go-to cry-like realtor in the area. If you're buying, selling, renting real estate, Michelle is glad to help you. Um, she's very knowledgeable. And, of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts is my martial arts school located here in Covington. Uh, actually, I'm, as soon as we're leaving here, I'm going to teach class. Uh, and you can come and kick like that eventually. You, <laughs> kick like you that. <laughs> and then the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is located also in Covington. And we have a full menu and full bar menu, kind of good dining, fancy. We've got a porterhouse steaks, 18-ounce porterhouse steaks available now, as well as tomahawk steaks. So if you're interested in that, come see us. And don't forget, Josh uh, will help you with your digital marketing presence with Masonite Digital Marketing. He will accelerate your brand. Thank you for uh, paying attention to us today. I know it's Thursday. It's not a Tuesday. We are planning to be live again Tuesday, I think, with Greg Phillips. Yes. It's it, uh, yeah, if, if, if he, he comes. If he comes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We might have to have a backup guest just in case. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys soon. So hope you have a good week. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.